I've known this guest before the smartphone came out. Over the years, aside from sharing many drinks, many, many drinks, we've watched and helped each other come into our own. During the past decade and change, I have been a fan of his content, and he has graciously supported my music as well as incorporated it into his sizable number of projects, for which I will always be grateful. His tenacity, dedication, workmanship, and honesty is inspiring at times, and to be honest myself, a bit intimidating. I would like to welcome a hero I call by their first name, Nylon, AKA Dark. Blowing fucking sunshine up my ass there, mate. Keep it up. I don't mind. I like it. My ego can use a bit more inflation. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, dude, man, um, I know we, we chatted a little bit before this, but I just want to say a, a thank you for taking out the time to do this. And um, and yeah, man, um, as you know, this is um, just a uh, podcast is just for people to practice listening to English. Um, you know, nothing curated, just, you know, regular conversation between two, two friends. So, yeah, man, thank you. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, as I said in the, the little warm-up yeah. we had, I'm honored that you place me in the same sort of league as some of the guests you've had up till now because, damn, I find them inspiring, mate. <laughs> well, dude, man, um, yeah, man, I mean, I do, I you know, I, I hold you to a very high esteem, man. Um, you know, um, we've known each other as we just just did the math. Twelve years, man. That's uh, that's not a small chunk of time. And uh, in that time, man, you've done a lot, man. You've done a lot of amazing things. You know, whether it's you know like um, artistically, whether it's um, you know taking chances. You know, that's something that I really admire. Is you know, um, you know, you took lots of chances. And um, also, man, like fitness as well. Um, so yeah, man, you, you have, you know, you know, I definitely, um, you know, hold you to a very high esteem, bro. <laughs> Honestly, I've just been really, really fucking lucky. <laughs> I, I, I got to be straight up. I've been very, very lucky in my life. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, same here, man. I've been lucky as well, man. I, things could have turned out a lot more, uh, a lot more sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> than, than they sure, judging by the way things are going in uh, the shithole country you come from yes your name could be on a t-shirt yes exactly man oh man isn't that nuts man i could have saved my life by uh signing out to the jet program gives me some perspective <laughs> um so yeah dude um you know um you know i just you know as we we made each other over a decade ago but yeah we didn't do that until we were um, you know, kind of out, out of college, kind of, you know, more or less adults. Um, yeah. So what what were you doing? Um, yeah. Before you came to Japan, bro. Fucking around. <laughs> oh, uh, compared to all your other very well articulated guests, there's going to be a lot of things that offend American viewers. I think the rest okay. of the world sort of knows how swearing isn't swearing, but I pissed many Americans off in my time. So, any of you guys from the uh, United States of Trump, Pakistan, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> and to those of you who are listening to this podcast, trying to learn how English is spoken, do your best to not mimic me. Because <laughs> you're going to get yourself in some re really, really bad situations. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, what was I doing? Really, I was honestly just fucking around. Mm -hmm. I uh, really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Well, up until very recently, actually. Okay. And even then, I'm not entirely set what I want to do with my life right now, other than mm -hmm. keep creating things. But, and at school, I think if we go all the way back, ever since I was a little kid, I've always just felt off. The things that okay. you're supposed to do, the things that you're supposed to be, the way you're supposed to behave, the way you're supposed to dress, the music you're supposed to listen to. Everything mm -hmm. has just sort of felt off, at least once I started reaching the, the age of self-thought, you know, up until mm -hmm. the point where the chemicals kick in and you start to think for yourself as a kid. Mm -hmm. Before that, you know, just regular kid shit, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, I have a very good family. I, having listened to the stories of the people on your podcast, I have none of those hardships. Um, okay. Okay, we didn't always have um, all the money. My mom yeah. did have to struggle a lot mm -hmm. because essentially while um, my parents split up when I was, I think I was two, three or four thereabouts. I oh, was wow. really small, but my dad's always been in the picture. He's never not been in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially as I've grown older, he's been very supportive and very encouraging. That's awesome. But when I was as younger, there was that sort of separation and stuff. But he has always, if nothing else, at times there's been financial support from him and so mm -hmm. while my mom did struggle to sort of get me through life i never didn't have support from my extended family cousins aunts uncles mm -hmm. everyone was there always mm -hmm. and everyone i'm quite happy to say well okay not everyone um a, <laughs> a fairly large chunk of my family have iqs above that off an amoeba and so i had <laughs> the the chance to really experience a lot of critical thought growing up my family was mm -hmm. very active in the anti-apartheid fight so while i was too young at the time to realize what they were doing in retrospect mm -hmm. i could look at what they did i'm very proud of what they did and wow. i can see how that also formatively did influence me even though i didn't quite realize it at the time Mm -hmm. And so there's all of that shit. But once I started thinking of myself, it was after apartheid had ended, I did grow up in the new free South Africa. So I mm -hmm. didn't have those restrictions of race, so to speak. Um, I went to private school thanks to my dad's um, ability to afford it. Mm -hmm. And I was, I basically had all the tools at my disposal education wise to really critically stimulate my brain mm -hmm. i didn't really learn all that much because i was too busy critically stimulating my brain <laughs> but yeah the biggest thing though is i just nothing felt right mm -hmm. no, so can, just, yeah like what do you mean can you explain like, what do you mean by nothing felt right like it, I, it felt like corny no, no, or dude, it felt I, just I like i was angry okay like, here's the thing okay. here's the thing it's not like people who have harsh lives or grow up in rough areas or you know have hardships i had none of that but i was still angry mm. okay I was pissed off with the world i was pissed off with what i was supposed to do i was hell to a degree i still am a bit angry right now but <laughs> that anger has been a very huge part of me and i didn't know why wow mm -hmm. 
Until one day I was sitting in the car and Offspring, what was it? Come out and play. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Played on yeah. the radio. I don't know what it was about that song, but it just sort of triggered me. Holy, holy shit, here's, here's some shit that is different to everything I've heard before, different to the pop music that we're supposed mm-hmm. to listen to, different to all the things everyone says. And sure, it's still a catchy song, mm-hmm. but like, you know, they're singing about gang violence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And making something that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, that year's birthday, I was asked by my aunt, um, you know, what do I want for my birthday presents? I want uh, Offspring Smash. I want this album. Mm-hmm. Got that. Apart from a really interesting car ride home, you know, where we're listening to the album for the first time, and, you know, stupid, dumb <laughs> shit, goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So that was that was interesting, but apart from that, um, the album, the song, especially Nitro, especially Smash, mm-hmm. the lyrics to this very day. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. <laughs> to nice, this very day, if there are, if there's one song that I have, that has explained how I felt, has explained my life to a fucking T, it is mm-hmm. Smash by The Offspring. Right. Wow, it was man. the first time I heard someone saying shit like, you know, it's just okay not to be a trendy asshole. It's okay to mm-hmm. do what you want and do what you feel like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, that was the start of it. And, you know, when I was young, I was like, cool, I'm a punk, I'm a punk rocker now and went and found <laughs> Pennywise, Bad Religion and discovered the South African scene mm-hmm. from there and, and went up onwards from there but for me really that was the big trigger punk rock for me was that big it's okay to be different it's okay mm-hmm. to be angry even if you're not entirely certain what you're fucking angry about mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. everyone's supposed to be the same yeah and yeah so that was the start of it all and then i went through high school sort of i don't really know how i made it through high school without getting suspended <laughs> or kicked out well, i got suspended i got suspended my last fucking week of high school Oh, that's <laughs> what happened. What did you do? I went a bit too far with a war I was having with a certain teacher, and I brought his wife into it. <laughs> it happens, man. Yeah, he's a bit of a kind of a teacher. He deserved it. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah. Other than other than that, then I went into university, and that's when I started the first year university. First year university was the best two years of my life. Let's put it that way. Okay. And uh, yeah, I uh, the first year I just fucked around. I drank and uh, I smoked and I just had a great fucking time. And I mm-hmm. I learned by the first semester that I'm not gonna make it through this semester through this year. <laughs> so what I did is I started going to classes that I didn't sign up for. I went to psychology until the lecturer is realized because I kept asking questions and you know contributing mm-hmm. to the class. And the the guy's mm-hmm. like one day he's like hey. I'm interested in what you're doing and you're really contributing. Uh, I don't have your name on the register because well, I'm not registered <laughs> in your course. I'm just sort of sitting through it for fun because I got nothing better to do with my time here. <laughs> and I went to evolution class and the biology to go fight the creationists. Like literally, because <laughs> creationists fight the lecturer in, in, in evolution class. So I went yeah. to show support for the lecturer, but we, we just did, we did shit like that through my first, first year. Mm-hmm. And needless to say, I failed. 
But again, mm-hmm. this goes down to the support, both financial and moral, of my family. My dad was like, mm-hmm. you know, which parent is going to pay for the student's first year at university, right? Have him fuck <laughs> yeah. around the way I did and then say, all right, mm-hmm. have another go. Yeah. And I got that and I went and studied wow. graphic design in a town far, far, far away. That was my punishment, just going to the ass mm-hmm. end in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and... um I did a graphic design and I enjoyed it. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun, but I really didn't enjoy the town so much. And I had the opportunity mm-hmm. to then switch to multimedia design back in the big city. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought me right now was a city boy through and through? <laughs> slam, slam, but I've grown out of that a bit. <laughs> Got a chance to go back to the big city. Absolutely loved multimedia design. I honestly don't think I studied a single day a multimedia <laughs> design for me it was just they made me play with creative shit I like to do mm-hmm. and they gave me points for it it's like okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if this is studying I'll do this yeah yeah got my degree and uh, the whole time another sort of thread along with the music which is punk rock and metal and all of that which I could mm-hmm. go into for hours and hours and hours there was <laughs> another sort of attraction I had was Japan mm-hmm. and a lot of it was anime which uh, which anime did 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 uh mostly the cyberpunk get stuff? Into? Mostly the okay. cyberpunk and the uh, and the space stuff, the early space operas like Macross. And, mm-hmm. and they were actually really, you know, like um, aware of oh yeah oh yeah uh, politics oh yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I mean yeah in general all of early Japan media was yes. very critical and very aware, and that's probably why it resonated so much with us, I think, yeah. and our generation. Yeah. It it's weird. Died. I think you know it was, yeah. But, it was kind yeah. of like a pushback against the '80s Japan because it's very neoliberal, very capitalistic, and it's very gray, right? Just yeah. gray in general. And yeah, when we start talking about Japan and subculture, I'll elaborate that on that theory a bit more. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. the anime was another example of that—that that subcultural pushback against the mm-hmm. monotony and boredom of actual Japanese yeah. society, mm-hmm. and that's why it appealed to someone like me who was very much against society mm-hmm. and the mainstream yeah. always been against society in general as far as i can mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. and then i've always sort of liked anime yeah and so there's this been this japan draw and the jet program was a thing and because i was a a writer contributed to a print magazine about Japanese pop culture anime. I was doing the music. Oh, cool. I was doing the music reviews. I was writing oh, those. Oh, nice. And so when the Jet program came along, again, this is just all luckiness, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, most people go for the Jet program interview, and there's these four people you've never met before, and you've got that whole, you know, pressure situation. Mm-hmm. I go in. One of them's a cultural attaché, someone I speak to every week for the magazine oh wow cool. Uh, michelle who's the uh she was like the sort of south african rep for all things cultural at the embassy again someone i spoke to all the time wow and uh i'd known the uh the deputy uh what did they call those 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 guys um not not the diplomat 
Yeah, the diplomat. Oh, really? Yeah. Diplomat. Oh shit, he, man. He sort wow. of he he sat in. He sat in. He, one of the deputies sat in on that, and I'd met him once or yeah. twice before. The only okay. guy I didn't know was uh, a scholar from the university. One university, of the universities yeah. that was uh, related to Japan studies. Yeah. And so, I walk in there. It's just a, another meeting with people who I've had meetings with before. Mm-hmm. And all of them were like, "Well, we all know why you want to go to Japan. <laughs> we, <laughs> we we all know what your your contributions to Japanese culture have been in South Africa. All of that's mm-hmm. well documented and well known because we're the only print magazine doing anything about Japan wow. in South Africa. Um, we do film awesome, festivals man. with them. We do events with them. We we hosted Japanese media when they came to fucking South Africa. So you know." Wow, dude, that's fucking cool. Dude. I never knew that. That was that was all just a thing. So naturally, I got on the jet program. It was mm-hmm. again just it was easy. I didn't yeah. Think about it, and then I came to Japan, and everything I thought about Japan just got thrown out of the window. <laughs> and it's better because of it, and that's probably why I'm still here. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's, it's interesting, man. Um, I, I had. Um, uh, a Japanese sociology professor and um, I had to do a class it was like a sociology class where I just had like a, a small research project um, and um, yeah like I did it on Japan and um, <laughs> and um, something he told me was so funny man he was like he's, you know he's like started seeing more and more people wearing anime on their shirts and he was like he was like, yeah, man, just um, don't do that when you go to Japan. And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, like if he, he was like, basically, and he's like trying to think of like a comparison. He's like, he's like, basically, it would be like you walk around like Britney Spears <laughs> T-shirt. And I was like, damn that. So like that was kind of like my first wake up call. But um, but yeah, getting here and just, um, you know, seeing a lot of the similarities um, of back home, you know, like. You know, um, like, yeah. you know, the reality, right? The reality. Yeah. It's, you know, it's different. But, you know, uh, I, I was like, OK, yeah, it's not that different. I watch anime um, very aspects. regularly right until mm-hmm. just before I got to Japan. When I got mm-hmm. to Japan within a month of being here, I stopped watching completely, even though I yeah. had access to all of it. Yeah, me too, man. I, I still watch the classics. But yeah, yeah, I watch I, the I stuff really I watch. used to watch. Yeah. The stuff I yeah. like for the actual storylines and stuff. I still yeah. You know, a good story is a good story. Yeah, exactly. But I actually watched the new Ghost in the Shell standalone complex on Netflix again because I liked the original so much. I had yeah, to yeah, yeah. give it a go. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to say th- like all, all the allure, all the uh, what's the the rose colored glasses? Yeah, you know, the sakura colored glasses, right? Yeah, they were shattered <laughs> and the lens pieces stuck in my eyes, and I've been yeah, bleeding yeah. through my retina ever since. <laughs> But yeah, I think you know, like uh, I'm sure, like similar to me, like you found other other things like that are awesome about Japan too, right? Well, um, well, exactly. Yeah. That reality, yeah. the mm-hmm. harsh reality, is so much better than the fantasy of Japan yeah. that I had before. Mm-hmm. That it's that's that's been my whole thing. The real Japan, especially mm-hmm. subculture, because I've never been a fan of mainstream in general. The mm-hmm. natural progression, even if I watched more mainstream stuff before I got here, once I got here, I'm not interested in what everyone's doing. Because yeah. wherever you are in the world, whatever that mainstream society is, 
is the most mundane, boring thing about that society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Yeah. And so uh, it's interesting because, you know, death metal is is fairly mainstream in Finland. So I can't yeah. wait to find out what their subculture is all about. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people wearing, uh, you know, khaki pants and <laughs> tucking in their shirts. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, That'd be nuts. <laughs> but yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Eh? But yeah. But, um, but yeah, man. And all so, right. again, finding the the underground, the music I loved before, going to those shows, making friends with the bands. And that's... Mm-hmm something i've always done even back home when i mm-hmm. love music i support the bands i make friends with the bands we just become mm-hmm. buddies and just chill and yeah. drink together and stuff and so i just behaved here the way i behaved back home and mm-hmm. i don't, honestly i don't do anything particularly none of it is really i'm thinking or trying or it's just i do what i've always done yeah you're just being and right? just, yeah shit happens as a result yeah well yeah man just um because i remember um you having your radio station for a while remember that oh you yeah oh yeah the, oh fuck yeah i, I that did was have awesome that, didn't i yeah yeah that was really cool that was um, pretty cool though i enjoyed that that was a lot of fun yeah yeah um and then you know i you know since you've been here man like you have f- photographed you know, I don't know, like almost a hundred bands now. Like it's, it's getting up there, right? You, you know, like, uh, dozens and dozens of bands. I don't know how many bands yeah. I photographed. I photographed you know? a band last weekend. Yeah, I saw the pictures at uh, Club Fleas, right? Oh no, no, no. Those, those are old ones. Those. Um, oh, okay. The ones I'm putting up right now is sort of. Uh, I shot so many last year that I couldn't put them all up in time. But thanks to the <laughs> pandemic. I yeah, have yeah. this downtime of no bands, and I can put out the smaller shows I went to. Okay. And so yeah, I've still got lots of unshown content. I gave the I give them to the bands. The bands share them, but I haven't mm-hmm, shared mm-hmm. them personally myself. Yeah. And no, awesome, man. I uh, there's a a melodic death metal band called Werbel Wind. I will uh, give you some of their tracks so you can throw them in with your oh, editing cool. skills. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll throw them in now. Boom. And yeah, I'm their vocalist Kaz is one of my oldest friends in Japan. Actually, I've known him for damn near ten years. Wow! Since he was wow. a university student, and uh, I've always supported his music. I think he's one of the best vocalists I've ever heard. But mm-hmm. the current band he's in, mm-hmm. the star power, the skill—they're so fucking good, and they're awesome. going places. And I will support them. And you know what? If if things happen. For me, as a result, I'm not going to say no to that. But mm-hmm. honestly, if I can get these guys to at least get seen by the European labels so that at least mm-hmm. one decent Japanese metal band can leave this fucking island, 
know, that would that would be fucking great, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking with uh, um, one of my students, and um, yeah, he was like, you know, he's into like um, non-mainstream stuff as well, and he's pretty interesting guy. And he was like, yeah, he wants to see more Japanese um, bands and artists, you know, leave Japan because I, you know, we're talking like one of the classics is like high standard that you know they did, yeah, yeah, they they you know they you know they're really famous. Um, but yeah, aside from that, there's not, there's not much. I mean, you know, I guess it's tough and it's expensive, right? Uh, it's, um, it's yeah. It's funny though. It's not so much. I mean, the language is a problem. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. bands that don't actually make an effort to sing in English, whether we like it or not, if you don't sing in English, you're not going to go global. That's it's just gonna be t- yeah, be really. It's a t- yeah. tough sell. Yeah. But it's like okay, baby metal or things something. Things like yeah. like there are obviously exceptions. Maximum of the Hormones a good example. Deer and Grey mm-hmm. Gazette. The Visual K bands are good examples. Yeah, Visual K. Yeah, like Gact, but he sings in English yeah, and yeah. Japanese too. Yeah. yeah. He, if we want to call Gact English singing in English, <laughs> that's very generous of you. Phil. <laughs> it's like Gazette's English. Let's let's not go there, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Like I can't sing their English in karaoke. I could probably butcher the Japanese better than I could sing their English because their English <laughs> is just so not English. <laughs> but yeah, the um, the the problem is it's again it's that grey monotony. The whole way of doing things you have to follow, you have to do, you have to take the steps that are set for you as set down by some old motherfucker somewhere, and that's mm-hmm, how Japan, mm-hmm. you know. You know that movie, No Country for Old Men? Yeah, yeah, Bullshit. Yeah. There's Japan. This country is heaven for old men. <laughs> Tengoku. Right? For the Oji-san. The yeah. Oji-san of Tengoku. Yeah. Right there. Fully, fully, fully right there. Yeah. And so... Wait, all right. Yeah, yeah. These Japanese bands, mm-hmm. they have to sort of break out. They have to go independent. They have to have some sort of media jump. And thankfully, mm-hmm. the digital democratization does make it easier for these bands yes. to do that. Yeah, they just need like, to. You know, yeah. it's 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 not a lack of talent yeah. at all. I mean, no, they're brilliant. So, so many yeah, brilliant so bands. Many good, in Japan. Yeah, so many good bands. Yeah, but yeah, they just never seem to break out. And it needs mm-hmm. you're you're absolutely right. They do need to break out, and they need to break out away from the Sonys and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. fucking victors of the world. Right? Mm-hmm. They need. Mm-hmm to get onto international labels when they're young, not when they're already old like Anthem did. Anthem's a nuclear mm-hmm. blast now, but I mean, mm-hmm. come on. They've been around the block a few times, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, there, there's a thriving scene here. I mean, that was something um, I wish I was able to get into when I got here. I mean, I, when I first got to Japan, I did go head down to Tokyo and I went to a few hardcore shows but it was just too expensive and my student loans and stuff yeah. i had to make a call um but you know over the you know over the years i would definitely pop down to some shows even you know now that i'm i was you know working in chiba i went to a suicide machine show nice um and i went to i went to, went to two shows since i've been down in chiba and then every every time you're, you're for, uh, doing like photos and stuff um you know, I think I've been to like one or two of, of the events that you were shooting. Yeah, I remember when years. you came to yeah. Grind Chaos. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah that was fun, man. I miss Grind um, Chaos. Oh, I miss Grind Chaos. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, I, 
you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's, 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 and that's something too, you know, especially in Japan, like it's, it's, it's a lot, it's like people can say it's a lifestyle in, in, in the States, whatever, but you're still able to like kind of work a day job and then do shows on the weekend. But I think here it's all or nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit different dynamic. I mean, you, you've been a, a teacher at schools. It's like the whole, um, Bukatsu thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know how it is in the States, but where I'm from, you could do a different extramural every day of the week mm-hmm. after school, yeah. right? Or you could yeah. just do nothing if you wanted to. Whereas in Japan, yeah. you join your club and you're in that club and your club is your life and that's all you're yeah. ever going to fucking do. Mm-hmm. You, know? mm-hmm. you can do something outside of school in addition to that, but mm-hmm. your school club takes your priority. So if you're in the baseball yeah. club, you know, you're all in shaved head all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that carries over to, yeah, music as well, right? And and on uh, other jobs and stuff. Well, it's um, part of the reason why it's been so hard to fucking make a living in Japan. Yeah. Because in Japan, everyone is just laser focused on being able to do one thing. You tell mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Oh, I can do this and I can do this. Oh, which which yeah. do you do though? Uh, both. Mm-hmm. But which do you better? Equally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then, the jack of all trades is not a thing. Yeah. And at least when it comes to visual media, mm-hmm. I think I've reached a point at least where I'm confident enough to say that all aspects of the visual media I create mm-hmm. are of an equivalent quality level. Mm-hmm. How good I am, I will leave up to the people to view it, but mm-hmm. I am as good at photos as I am at videos as I am at design. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you're able to balance it. Yeah. yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, wow. We're talking about thirty minutes already. Wow. So, so like, so okay. Finish college. You know, like your first year of college. You know, uh, didn't didn't go as you know as desired. I guess the same thing with me. Honestly, um, though. I, yeah, yeah. In retrospect, I think it went exactly the way it should have gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I did film for one year and I I, I dropped out. Yeah, dude, that was one of the coolest things. I was listening to your your podcast. It was more like, <laughs> you did film. Why haven't yeah. Why haven't we fucking written something? Why haven't we collaborated? Yeah. Why haven't we made something? In yeah. all these years, we've got to sort the shit out, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, now that we're getting a bit older and ha- have a little bit more financial freedom and stuff, we definitely should uh, absolutely should work on something. But yeah, you know, I did film and it just. It wasn't it wasn't for me um and i flunked i flunked bad you know i just it was for me it was the culture um the film culture i was just kind of like yeah you know i don't like the same movies these people like and they will you know so i was just like yeah this isn't you know but that's a, like a lot of things but anyway um but yeah dude so you know you get out here um and yeah we're like we, we meet man I, I remember meeting you and i was like okay you know like here's this, this guy from south africa Maybe he had really long hair. Yeah. Really a, a eccentric attitude. Really, you know, just good vibes. And I was like, all right, yeah, man, we we got it. We got to chill. And yeah, over the years, man, I mean, yeah, we had some good, we had some good times, man. Um, and it's just been cool to like see you grow and stuff. Um, but or shrink. Did you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and shrink, right? <laughs> uh, but did you plan? Cause like when we when did YouTube start? YouTube started right. What, 2006? Mm, thereabouts. And my my first YouTuber really of like 
something that I created specifically for it wasn't till mm. way later, maybe 2010ish mm -hmm. or so. Yeah, yeah. So did you want to get into YouTube nah. or is, no? No. Nah. No, nah, nothing nothing I've ever done has been planned. <laughs> so like, how, how did you how did you get into it? Because you you have a, you know, your your YouTube channel's been going and and blog um so instagram the going, blog yeah, for a long time the blog i uh started when i came to japan i called okay. it cold noodles and hot sake mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no effects fucking mm -hmm. eh? <laughs> yeah um and that was just because back then the whole social media thing wasn't that huge i mean facebook was that was no. facebook was a thing but not really a thing yeah i think you still needed like a college email address to sign up for it at that time yeah and so yeah it was just for my people back in South Africa because of my connection to Japan. Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted to know what the hell real Japan was about. And so I just mm -hmm. wanted to share my time here. But it wasn't really a, I'm going to be a blogger. I don't have mm -hmm. a purpose. Just put shit up. And yeah. people liked it. It was like the radio show. I love Japanese mm -hmm. music. I fucking love it. And I love Japanese music that most people just don't hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was a thing for... Um, people not in japan to be able to hear stuff from here that i found that i like from mm -hmm. across genres that i may not personally like even but just mm -hmm. you know stuff that you hear on the radio here that will never leave japan yeah let's yeah. share it with the world so that sort of was how i did those things and then my buddy winston mm -hmm. uh again known him for a long ass time he was with me at the magazine in south africa and before long before he started his youtube channel when he moved to china and he is essentially the very first uh vlogger western vlogger in china oh, and wow. he got huge he blew the fuck up and he's like dude oh, wow. with your access in japan and just mm -hmm. your way of thinking you can showcase japan like no one else possibly could mm-hmm look at how much success I'm having, you can do it too. Mm -hmm. And so at first I sort of started with that whole telling people what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. And I discovered very quickly that I really didn't fucking like that. Before vloggers were a thing. Yeah, yeah. I really did not fucking... The whole... And... We've experienced those people in real life. We see them all the time. The whole mm -hmm. the modern media online these days. That's all it is. is yeah. Well, not, not all it is, but yeah. It's, it's a bunch yeah, of cunts going around <laughs> talking about how what they see is the greatest thing ever mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. because their life experiences have been so fucking mundane up to that point that something mm -hmm. equally mundane is amazing. And they're telling this to other people who are equally mundane who think this is fucking the most amazing thing ever whereas <laughs> some of the stuff i do one i couldn't put it on camera even if i wanted to and two um as i started doing this sort of thing i, I did sort of daily life in guma you know the fucking alt grind mm -hmm. but my passion what i was doing on the weekends i was still going to talking going to parties going to shows mm -hmm. now how do i i show this I, and i thought about it i really don't want to be that guy at the metal mm -hmm. show, pointing the camera at my face saying... Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, I remember this. We spoke about this. Yeah, yeah. saying yeah. that this is how metal is in Japan. It's like, mm -hmm. fuck it. People who know metal don't need me to tell them, one, yeah. how to find it, two, mm -hmm. what it's like. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or pick any <laughs> other underground slash fetish slash mm-hmm. whatever other subculture I happen to dabble mm-hmm. in. Right. And so I didn't really enjoy that. And so I thought, oh, I don't want to not show, but I don't want to be that talking head. And so that's how I. Yeah, like that, yeah. that level of narcissism I get. I mean, everybody has a little bit of a narcissist in them, but I think. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like it's it's a sh- it's it's a show. It's not your show. Yeah, right? exactly. It's 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 it's, it's, it's you know you. Not, yeah, I know what you mean. In person, yeah. I'm completely yeah. the opposite. Right <laughs> now, even I'm talking myself up like I'm the shit. But um, in person, when I'm interacting with people, people who come to Japan and I want to show them around stuff, yeah, then I'm talking myself up. Then I'm explaining things from my personal experience, how mm-hmm. I think things are, why mm-hmm. I think this is brilliant. But that's. Mm-hmm human interaction mm-hmm. the people who are there feeling it with me yeah and so yeah i'm giving them something but they're living it as well so they can take what i'm giving them or they can no- ignore it mm-hmm. if i want to yeah but yeah. like yeah i have to to the point where like it sickens me watching other youtubers it <laughs> it sickens me to the fucking core that I am one of these fuckers, but at the same time, I'm not going to stop, right? Because <laughs> I really don't fucking like it. Yeah. But I do like making the stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because it's, it's, it's still creating something, right? It's still putting the edit, because it's not only shooting the video, but it's the editing. Well, you see, that's... It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot more, That's yeah. how I like to sort of impart my take. Because... Mm-hmm. You can't edit something and say it's impartial. That's bullshit. It's like mm-hmm. Michael Moore. Michael Moore doesn't doesn't tell impartial documentaries. He's spinning it his way through the edit mm-hmm. all the way through. Mm-hmm. I'm not nearly that fucking insane, but um, <laughs> yeah. So with the cuts, the the shots I choose. Why mm-hmm. did I pick the shot of the dude doing the funky dance on the street as opposed mm-hmm. to the shot of the homeless guy as opposed to this uh, you know mm-hmm. what do i shoot i shoot what i see what my eyes are drawn to mm-hmm. the amount of time how i time it to the music the choice of mm-hmm. music thankfully i know this motherfucker who lives up in numata who makes really good music <laughs> and he lets me use it for free so i can just <laughs> use whatever the fuck i want and cut to it without any consequence which is great but uh yeah uh that is how I like to sort of impart my take, my is it's sort of my whole vlogging aesthetic is instead of telling people, here, I'm showing you what I want to show you. Mm-hmm. Now you take from it what you will, you experience it from it what you will. And obviously mm-hmm. the stuff like when I talk about my car and shit, you know, obviously that's mm-hmm. my life. I'll vlog it like a regular yeah. camera, face to the camera bullshit. That's fine. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But especially the streets, especially the events, mm-hmm. I will show it without imparting myself on it, unless it's something mm-hmm. that requires opinion. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I will, uh, if I have a first-hand source, I'll let them talk about their shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. It's been a while, but I uh, did a ramen place in fucking Kyoto that does vegan ramen. <laughs> and the master was kind enough to say, yeah, I'll say a few words on camera. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. It's so that's much right. better yeah, yeah. for him to explain why the hell he decided to make uh, a soy milk ramen place than for me to mm-hmm. listen to him and then 
mm-hmm. basically regurgitate his story. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. who the fuck am I to tell his story for him? Yeah. Or show his story yeah, for man. him. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it was funny because he didn't know what the hell vegan was until foreigners came and told him, <laughs> hey, this is vegan. If you say it's vegan, you'll get more people coming <laughs> to your more shop. More yeah. And he's like, oh, well, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, man, so... So yeah, man. There's like there's two things I wanted to ask you about um, in regard to um, like like you know your creativity, and um, you can you know start with everyone you want. But one is your love of cars and and driving, um, and the yeah the other one is your you know love for you know ramen. We <laughs> just talk about so. So yeah, like you know, uh, you've been, you've been able to incorporate both of these into oh, shit, your ramen, um, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. I had an actual paying, though they didn't pay me much, but I had a paying job as a ramen reviewer for six months of my life. Oh, how was that, man? No, it's just I just one of the many things I did while I was hustling. Yeah, <laughs> see, you had you had you had a you had a long uh, was like a year or two of just straight hustling right? I remember yeah, that like that yeah. was just one of the things uh, I got a a column in was it oh fuck it wasn't Metropolis it was the other big Gaijin thing is Gaijin. it not Rocket not Rocket no Rocket Rocket's a piece of shit dude <laughs> Rocket wanted me to write for them and they showed me their raids and I said no not a fucking chance it's a slave labor <laughs> no um, and then they took offense to that was like, oh really you take offense to being fucking paying people 3,000 in an article. You take mm-hmm. offense to that like you're doing us a fucking favor. Go fuck yourselves. Are they, are they even still around? I don't even know. Okay. I don't even know. Probably. Because a lot of the stuff is just regurgitating Japanese news, translating mm-hmm. it and putting it out with uh, mm. Gaijin um, clickbait. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> no, fuck it. It wasn't Metropolis. It was... Tokyo Weekender, that was it. Okay, okay. And so I was a Tokyo Weekender ramenist. It's great, <laughs> I got to eat ramen on uh, the company's dime. I love That's ramen. awesome, man. Why? Honestly, I don't know. Because it's okay. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's the only reason I put it up on, on my, um, my YouTube channel is because mm-hmm. at first it was just all Japanese food because everyone thinks sushi, hence the it's not sushi. Yeah, uh, yeah original name for the series but in the mm-hmm. end it was food that i liked and by and large i ended up just doing ramen because i like mm-hmm. ramen and well that's it that's it i just like it it's delicious <laughs> it it's is nothing great. special what's your favorite ramen uh currently my favorite ramen shop is closed and i don't know when it'll if it'll ever open again uh, that sucks um i don't okay i suppose miso more often than mm-hmm. not miso is uh is on the menu but mm-hmm. I do like uh, a good tonkotsu. Yeah, tonkotsu. Yeah, I remember you took me to that one spot. You said that had the best tonkotsu you had. I remember it was really good. Which one was, was this? It? it was like a small hole-in-the-wall place. This was, oh, it was years ago. Maybe six years ago. There, it really it, all the ramen shops I go to are small holes in the wall. That is a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a, it's something it's that I found... <laughs> More often than not, the small holes in the wall are going to be the places you get the, the good the best. Shit. Yeah, it was good, man. 
Remind me Remember to take that. you to my buddy Shin's place out in Mayabashi. That's really fucking good ramen. Oh, yeah. Let's do it up, man. I, I love... Uh, my favorite is uh, Karamiso, man. I love oh, then it, you're yeah. going to fucking love his because he, uh, oh, awesome. he does a spicy uh, Tantamen style. Oh, nice. Yeah. Let's do it up, man. And it's fucking awesome. He's also one of the best guitarists I've ever seen that never went all the way really? in. Yeah. Wow. I, I originally met him as a band, man. I was shooting his band back in like what's it club uh not fleas what's the other one trust, trust 55 in takasaki oh, okay wow yeah, yeah. wow yeah so, okay yeah 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 and we became mates wow, i forgot about that place we became mates just because he's uh his band's one of the first few actual you know bands i shot when i mm-hmm. started shooting mm-hmm. live shows wow and yeah now he's just a ramen master ramen dude <laughs> that's awesome man uh yeah uh, Look, don't get me wrong, he's still one of the better guitarists I've seen, but I think his ramen might be better. <laughs> might be better, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah, so, okay, so ramen is something you love and you have to make some money. And then what about cars, man? So that's something that you've been consistently into and it's something that you were really sad about when you had to move to Tokyo, I remember. Like, like sad about uh, it fucking killed me, dude. It, yeah. The yeah. lack of car is what contributed to why I hate tokyo so much <laughs> if i had a car in tokyo i might still be there yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah the uh the love for cars is longer you know all mm-hmm. oh, i say all uh, a, a large chunk of the young males in the world grow up looking at pictures of cars and thinking these things are amazing mm-hmm. i had automotive in my dna Mm-hmm. My grandfather used to do what sort of Hashiria stuff he could. Oh wow! In in his day, with his cars, his eldest sons, my uncles, they're all mechanics. And oh, cool, cool. My cousin became a mechanic and built up his business from scratch. He's now South Africa's number one BMW tuner. Really? Yeah, Holy they've shit, got a, and his his kids, um, his sons engineer and racing driver and so is that but basically on my mom's side of the family basically every single male has been into cars in some Mm -hmm. way shape or form whether it's fixing driving fast uh Mm -hmm. love for cars all my cousins had really cool cars when i was Mm -hmm. the kid and they used to drive me around in their really cool cars and so it's just a natural extension when it's time to, for me to get cars. Why I liked Initial D as an anime is because I like cars. Mm-hmm, Why mm-hmm. I chose Guma and my jet. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you chose Guma as well? I chose Guma because of Initial D. I knew yeah. my priority was to... Um, I, I actually had a plan coming to Japan um, because that was before the Lehman shock. I mm-hmm. was going to come to Japan. I was going to get a sports car. I was going to uh, watch a bunch of bands and I was going to go back to South Africa with the sports car. Okay. And the uh, retirement, uh, what's it, the, the the cash payment you get back when you yeah. cash in your yeah. fucking... Mm-hmm. The three-year yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. So Pension. I was, was going to do that. That was the plan and the Lehman shock happened and so I just went <laughs> with whatever flow happened. Yeah. But... Uh, Same, yeah. Yeah, the... Um, I always wanted the sports car and I always liked Initial D. So when I chose mm-hmm. Japan, well, Guma's close to Tokyo that I can see all the live shows. Mm-hmm. Guma's where Initial D is. 
Let's choose mm -hmm. Guma because everyone knows if you choose Tokyo on the jet program, you're either not going to get Tokyo or they're going to stick you in some island yeah, in the middle yeah. of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Which isn't really good for live shows. So I chose no. Guma. I think my second choice was uh, Kanagawa and my third choice was Tokyo, but it was like, I think it was Tama. I think I chose Tama or one mm -hmm. of those like cities in Tokyo. I thought mm -hmm. that might be a better bet. And I got my mm -hmm. first choice. Eh? Wow. And I ended up yeah. in the town that initial D was set. So Yeah, man. Needless yeah, to say, been, I had to fucking... You must have been happy as hell, man. Dude. dude, the first time I drove Mount Haruna, I knew where every single corner was because he used to play the initial D game, the arcade <laughs> game. And yeah, corner yeah. for corner, the map's the same as the real That's mountain. nuts, man. So I knew where all the corners were, but I'd never driven this thing in my life before. <laughs> but again, freaky, needless man. to say, once I got my sports car in Japan, my love for mm -hmm. initial D just tanked. Once mm -hmm. you started learning about drifters, I became friends with the drifters and the Hashiria up on the mountains. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The reality is so different. It's not initial D. I don't care what any mm -hmm. YouTuber tells you. Mm -hmm. The reality is, it's not initial D. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was so, back in yeah. the fucking day, but it isn't and it yeah. wasn't. And so the reality is so much better, so much cooler. Real Hashiria mm -hmm. is so much more interesting and their lives mm -hmm. are so much more rounded and such great characters compared to like the two-dimensional ones literally yeah. two-dimensional <laughs> ones and so literally yeah. figuratively yeah yeah man so the that that um you know that must have played a really big um part in you staying here right because oh, you've yeah. maintained these friendships oh yeah for years and you and that was your job for a while too was going to car shows and and taking pictures right no that was um, yeah those are some of the jobs i did yeah yeah I remember you were like traveling all over the place. Fuck, dude. The things I've done. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> the things I've done for a coin. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, Yeah, so what, like, you know, that's just something that's so cool about, um, about like, you, man, is, like, I remember, like, it was, how many years ago it was, but you were, like, sending me messages, like, yep, I'm in Okinawa for work. I'm, I'm in, you know, Gifu for I don't know where you went. You were all over the country. So like, how how many prefectures have have you been to so far? Like you forty know. out of forty seven. Wow. Yeah. And how how many were those out of like out of like paid like like work? Most of them. Wow. Like that's, the that's the so most cool, recent ads have been from work. Last year, I think I went to five new prefectures. Wow. Just for work. Wow. As well. So yeah, man. Um, what which prefectures kind of um, were better than you expected, or were, were really were really chill, uh, better than you? Had, Miyazaki. Had Miyazaki. Miyazaki okay. was fucking amazing. What was cool about it? It's just, it's all the cool beach vibe of Okinawa, mm -hmm. but still all the I'm in Japan vibe of being in Japan because mm -hmm. Okinawa is really it's it's a different country. Yeah, I just happened yeah. to speak Japanese, but it's a different country. <laughs> yeah, and there's oh yeah, and there's absolutely no American service people in Miyazaki. <laughs> that yeah, I went to Okinawa and it was depressing. Yeah, um, yeah I won't get too much into it, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't. My yeah, my my wife was wasn't too uh, pleased <laughs> going to the driving to uh, you know from the airport. We were like, ooh, ah, oh damn, this is not. This is fucked up. <laughs> For me, um, Okinawa, yeah. one of the best things is the job I did in Okinawa. Mm -hmm. Or the first job I did in Okinawa. The um, mm -hmm. 
the place where I went to interview uh, the subject of that piece was in mm-hmm. a part of Okinawa as about as far as you can on that island get from, oh, nice. from the Americans. Yeah, the, and yeah, from, uh, yeah. the vibe was different. The feel was okay. different. The town was way more chill. Okay. There was a lot less of the underlying stress. The people mm-hmm. didn't look at me like I was going to fucking hit them in the yeah. face or... You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Like, I, especially because I am a bigger guy and I do have the crazy mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. When I'm in Okinawa, the first assumption is he must be another one of those fucking off-duty service mm-hmm. types mm-hmm. because I sort yeah. of have a bit of a presence about me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, none yeah. of the service people take one look at me and know that I'm not. But yeah, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> the locals don't know so much. Yeah, and but like I, I've never. I've always been a tourist in Okinawa, but I want to be just a regular tourist. I, I don't want to be an American tourist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to Kyoto, where I'm just a fucking tourist. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kyoto, man. It's, it's so... I mean, I went there. I had a good time, but it's so hard to really get that vibe. Um, because, yeah, you know, like... Yeah, you're just a tourist. Now that know? I know two peeps in the underground in Kyoto, the next time I go, I think I'll finally finally mm-hmm. start to see where the real Kyoto's at because I can mm-hmm. bug them to sort of show me places. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know when next I'm going to go there, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. So, yeah, Mi- Miyazaki, nice, man. Um, Miyazaki was fucking awesome. I loved it. Um, Iwate, one of my favorite. The Sunri- Iwate. Okay. The Sunriku coastline. It looks like South Africa. It's beautiful. Wow. Absolutely up north. fucking Ahead beautiful. Up north. Yeah, man, um, wow. Where else really fucking... It was interesting, actually, mm-hmm. was um, the Nagasaki-Hiroshima thing. Okay. Uh, I'm sure most people know what happened in those two cities. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been living under a rock, you probably <laughs> have an idea of what yeah. happened well, 70, 80 years ago there. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like Hiroshima for that. Yeah. Um, I think they're milking it far too fucking hard. Okay, fair it's, enough. It's a city in its own right. And Hiroshima Castle, it's got its own history. It's there. The thing, the grass is glo- growing through the flagstones. It is so, hmm. so little money is being put towards that as opposed to all the money that's going into, say, the mm-hmm. remembering the atom bomb. And, you know, yeah, they really don't need to. Uh, what's the word? Promote that. Mm, yeah, that is yeah. a a tourist card that is going to be there forever. Yeah, forever, yeah, forever. But there's so much more to Hiroshima that gets neglected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all the best times I've had there are in the sort of uh, shopping arcades, making friends, chatting, mm-hmm. drinking. Mm-hmm. I never really enjoyed the the whole nuclear thing. Yeah. The polar opposite in Nagasaki. When I okay. went to Ground Zero there, I was the only human there. Okay. Oh, interesting. It, okay. There were two stray cats playing around on like some memorial stone, <laughs> you know, cats. Mm-hmm. But I was the only human there, and there's none of the barriers. They, sure, they have the signs explaining things, you mm-hmm. know, what this piece of building is and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was just quiet. Some OG doing his stretches off in the corner of the park mm-hmm. and, and shit. Mm-hmm. And you just stand at ground zero and you look up at the sky and it's the gravity. You feel the weight of 
the history mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. there's no one putting it in your face. In your face, yeah. You like, just have like, the time to feel. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! And then part of that trip as well was um, it was a job exploring the sweets history of of Nagasaki because it's yeah uh, okay I remember that video uh, yes I think I remember this video yeah and one of the places we went to was a shop that survived since like the Edo era it survived a nuclear bomb the shop is <laughs> tilted I think it's like tilted five degrees wow and they've got a little coin hanging from a string to show the tilt. And that's mm-hmm. that's all that uh, they don't explain it. Someone's gonna look at them and you see, uh, why do you have this? And like, mm-hmm. oh no, it's just to show how the building tilted after the bomb. And that's that's how much <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. how much they put into. It. They don't go into it. They don't really. You know, it's like, oh no, mm-hmm. in the bomb, the building tilted a bit. Mm-hmm. And then you think about it, it's like, but it's tilting the wrong way. It's like, oh no, because the explosion, and then mm-hmm. the cu- the shock wave went the other way. That's why it's tilted the other way. Wow. That was the sum total of everyone told me of what everyone told me about the bomb in Nagasaki. That was it. Mm-hmm. And it was because mm-hmm. we asked. Yeah, yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. the gravity, it just, you feel it so much harder there. Whereas in Hiroshima, there's some school kids singing a song and tourists and selfies <laughs> and, you know, you must that- remember. And then every fucking five minutes is some kids like, hey, can I have a talk with you? Uh, because you know they have their English projects and it's cute and it's uh, fun. Okay. But it's yeah, yeah. You no, know, it's it's a bit much. And and it just feels <laughs> like the the museums are overdone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so Hiroshima is an interesting example of shit that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like the yeah the other way yeah. Hokkaido Hokkaido was amazing. Oh. When, what, uh, what season did you go? Well, I went there for the lavenders, right? That was one of the best jobs I've done. I had wow. to... It was uh, for Korean Air. I mm-hmm. had to take photos of places that you want people flying Korean Air to go mm-hmm. to. Okay. So naturally, okay. I had to go experience all these wonderful cool, tourist things. Oh, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. So That's beautiful. Awesome, I loved I loved Hokkaido. It was awesome. Yeah, man. Wow, forty pre- about forty prefectures, man. So you have seven more to go, dude. Seven more to go. Yeah, man. <laughs> wanted to wanted to get Aomori and Gifu off the list this year. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, one. I don't know what's there. Yeah, I, think, I don't know what's in Gifu. Yeah. No one knows what's in Gifu. People in Gifu <laughs> don't know what the fuck's in Gifu. <laughs> I just got to get it off the list because it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that would be a cool little project to do. Um, is that uh, checking off those last seven prefectures? Yeah, that'd be cool. Little if you can get like funding. <laughs> oh, it'd be great if I could get funding. Yeah, yeah. Anyone listening to this, if you got <laughs> yeah. some funding for me, I got seven prefectures I need to get. To. Yeah, wh- which ones? Which uh, which one do you do you, you can you remember? Or? Let's see if I can remember. Yeah, oh, Almori, obviously, Almori is mm-hmm. the the top of that list because it's the very north of Honshu. And yeah. I've been to all prefectures in Tohoku more than mm-hmm. once, mm-hmm. except Aomori, which I haven't ever been to. Which just it just doesn't make sense. How could it's I, a big prefecture? Too. <laughs> how could I miss one. that one? Right? Yeah. I've been right up to the border in both Iwate mm-hmm. and Akita, but I haven't actually been across. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was weird. Then um, there's uh, Gifu, which I've been through multiple times, but I think I've stopped at it once, but I've never actually. Yeah, done anything, there. right? Yeah. Uh, the the one above Hiroshima, what's it called? 
I'm, I got, I'm pulling up the map now because, yeah, I'm not. There's Totori. I haven't been to Totori. Oh, really? I, lo I love Totori. That's the one pre prefecture I've, I've like, yeah, apparently there's been a, to. Apparently, there's some sand dunes there. I want to go look yeah. at them it's and, not, yeah. and see yeah, if it's... they're sand dunes the way I would think of them. You know, no, Kalahari, no. Namib Desert level sand dunes. Yeah, no. No, but I, what I liked about it, speaking of anime, um, like I went and the, like, Totori City. Yeah. It 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 it's very flat, obviously. So it's very different from Gunma, mm -hmm. right? It's no, like no mountains. Um, you know, it's not like completely flat. There's like there's mountains everywhere in Japan, mm -hmm. but you know, there's nothing like massive. But what was really cool because it is a tourist town. Um, people go there in the summer, mm -hmm. but um, it just looked like an anime, like 1980s anime town. Like oh, it's very brilliant. flat. Um, there was like a little museum there. It's still the main city, but it's not a fucking so it's, it's stuck a city. It's right? stuck in the show era. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got to go back. I've got to go yeah. there. Oh, I've got to go there. That's and there's like like kids, you know, like high school kids still training. So like it's so like the the um, summer economy keeps it breathing. Mm -hmm. So it's able to not not be dead. You know, not like in Guma, like you yeah. know, I hate to say it, man, but a lot of places even where we are like it's kind of dying out right but um uh, it's only really it's, the hot spring towns that are still taking yeah all. yeah um but they're like since it has that that the, the sand dunes and a kind of summery thing the this the, the the town it's not making enough money to be all super techie but it's not making uh, like less money where like nobody's like having kids and mm -hmm. and living so it has like this really neat vibe man i definitely Re recommend it hell man if uh if you do nice. go man i'd like to go with you man if i can get the uh the the time man i definitely like to go back there it's one of my right, favorite so those you guys who are planning to, to fund this particular trip yeah uh, gotta fund both of us yeah man let's do it man <laughs> so uh, i think uh, uh okayama is above hiroshima is that yeah the yeah one? i haven't yeah. been there is uh yeah i haven't been there and um i haven't been to what's the prefecture with beppu onsen Oh, that is that Tokushima. I don't know. I'm not. Oh no, sorry. The Oita. Oita. I haven't been to Oita. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one next to Ehima. Ehime. There's one. Ehime. Ko Kochi. Kochi. That's or, the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Been to Kochi. Yeah, we're doing like a geography lesson. I'm sorry, man. There's like Saga. Yeah. I've been to Saga. Uh, apart from apart oh. from Oita, I have been to the rest of Kyushu. Wow, wow. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've. So yeah, have you been to Yamaguchi? No, I haven't been to Yamaguchi. Okay, and then uh, sh uh, Shimane, next to Hiroshima, probably, probably not. No, yeah, I haven't been there. S yeah, no. so pretty much like, yeah, like these kinds of areas, but yeah, like obviously Kanto, <laughs> everywhere in Kanto. Um, yeah, I'm a yeah, Kanto cunt right there. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to Fukui? Yeah, I've been to Fukui. Okay. That yeah, not, yeah. both work and play actually really yeah. awesome man so uh, one of yeah. Sayo's best friends lives up there the first time we went oh cool um went to go i think it was a wedding wasn't it or wedding party mm -hmm. something like that and so we went up there that's awesome and then nice. yeah i went to obama for work <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right that was that was a popular place for a little while yeah <laughs> obama makes some of the most delicious fish i've ever had yeah, right there on the water, right? Yeah. So, boom, man. But yeah, dude, that's about 40. Wow, that's amazing, man. 
yeah, man, I, I got to expand out of Kanto. Um, low-hanging yeah, fruit, yeah. bro. Low-hanging fruit. Go to Fukushima. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. No, I have been. I've been. To, I've been to Fukushima. Um, Niigata, obviously Ochigi. So all the Saitama, Nagano. I've been to Sato Island. Have you been to Sato Island no, before? I, I I haven't been there. Yeah, it's, it's no. Just, they have like no. I have the fucking drum festival, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the drum. Yeah. Fucking, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but awesome, man. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, as just to, I guess yeah. This we're talking for over an hour. So um, yeah, thanks. But uh, two more questions. Yeah. Um, one 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 is um, I forgot to ask you about it. But yeah, you did a lot of volunteer work. Mm -hmm. In, in Fukushima for the uh, uh, Iniwate. tsunami, yeah, Iniwate, yeah. Iniwate, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, man, um, how how was that, man? I, you you really went all in for that, man. That was really uh, commendable, man. That was, uh, I think it just fucking broke me mentally. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. earthquake itself was pretty fucking shocking. Seeing the tsunami live on the news real time, that was pretty fucking shocking. But when mm -hmm. I went there mm -hmm. and actually saw the power of nature mm -hmm. uh like i'm really i i have very little sympathy for the human race i'm <laughs> a very i'm a very big believer in letting nature cull the herd there are far too many of us and if i'm one of those to be called or my family or my friends are are those to be called by nature so be it we deserve it <laughs> but um at the same time I don't really want people to then just fucking suffer after. Suffer, shit, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. If I can yeah. do something to help, you know, not all human beings are generally bad, even if all human beings are generally shit, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was that, but Tohoku especially, and I learned this volunteering there. Mm-hmm. While I wasn't in Fukushima, the mm -hmm. way the national government left them out to dry. Mm -hmm. If somebody didn't fucking go there and volunteer, you know, mm -hmm. the Japanese government sure as hell wasn't going to fucking help their own people. Mm -hmm. And in Iwate and in Miyagi as well, they, sure they got money, but it was people going there to dig the mud out of the mm -hmm. fucking gutters. Yeah, yeah. You just needed people to do that. Yeah. You can't rebuild unless there's gutters that they can run the drainage so that the streets mm -hmm. don't mm -hmm. flood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's just not... Contractors aren't going to do that shit unless you pay them. And they're going to mm -hmm. take a huge chunk of the money given as we saw yeah from the government yeah, a huge yeah. chunk of the money from the government and don't do the fucking job you know mm -hmm. corruption 101 it's everywhere yeah. even in japan and uh i really in a way it's it's part of my anti-government anti-society stance the capitalist society we live in is not about helping people it's not about fucking you know being mm -hmm. there and doing what you can yeah if it's unless not making, you ex yeah. unless you're making some sort of profit out of it yeah it's not making so, money it's not making sense if nothing else volunteering is me saying fuck you to society <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think that is the ultimate fuck you right is to 
to do things with with without any strings attached, you know. And that, so, yeah. In a way, yes, but at the same time, that's all I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really. People always ask me like why and how and, but the truth of the matter is I don't think I can not mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. shit like that. And someone asks me, "Hey, can you help me with this?" If mm-hmm. I can, I'll say yes. Mm-hmm. Even if helping them with this is to my detriment. Yeah, if helping yeah. them gives them a leg up that is a leg up I could have taken for myself. Mm-hmm. And they have success from it that I should have for myself. I don't give a shit because if someone asks me, hey, can you help me out? And I can at that point in time. I don't think about how this is going to work out for whoever yeah, the, the cost, happens. The, yeah, the cost, the uh, yeah, benefit, whatever, yeah. It's just, sure, whatever. It's like, you know, I, I just sold my uh, white car when I got the new one. Mm-hmm. I got 100,000 yen for it. Mm-hmm. If I had made the effort to get it overseas, I could have probably got 500,000 yen for wow. it. Wow. Probably. But at the same time, it's sort of like the guy who I sold it to, he's mm-hmm. a mate of mine. He cares about me. He grilled me when I bought my other car. That's another <laughs> story entirely. But, um, you know, he's helped me out all my, my times here without, mm-hmm. you know, asking anything really in return. Mm-hmm. He's one of the people who taught me how to drift. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to sit in my passenger seat giving me advice, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like, uh, you know how it is because you fucking do this as well yourself. Yeah, bro. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like <laughs> just, uh, just do what you can do, regardless of what it means and what you gain from it. Yeah, yeah. Can you do it? Yes, do it. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Right? Is it good? Ah, oh, fuck if I know. It's mm-hmm. good for me. It's right for me. Yeah. People yeah, don't um, like it, fuck them. Yeah. Um, yeah, not to go too off topic, but there's like really this really interesting book um, by this, um, I don't know, he's some kind of, you know, he's really interesting, I think neuro, neuro, not neuroscientist, but uh, I don't know. But anyway, he's really smart, older dude, Damasio's Italian guy. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like, you know, it's kind of this, this with, their, with, with his research has led him to, to to understand about like evolution and stuff is that s- feelings are or would drive what would drove evolution, right? Um, so when we look at our cells, they're trying to always create homeostasis. So like a balance inside inside the cell and a balance outside the cell, and that's how our cells work. So they're always trying to create a balance in the f- quote like the force, whatever you want to call it, right, or whatever you know, whatever kind of thing we're in. Mm-hmm. So we're always trying to create like a, a, a balance. So like the, the the universe is entropy, right? It's chaos. So what this what cells do is that, and you know, what people do too, right? Is that we're trying to just create an environment that is everybody's chill. Even though we have a lot of shit going on, we're hungry, we have to shit, we have to, you know, whatever. We're all trying to manage our ourself and our environment to be stable. Um, and yeah, well, I think, that was how it was before the internet came along. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I think you know, I think that is you know, and it's really interesting um, that you said that. Right, you just you, you're just trying to just you know just, just trying to create 
a, a better situation around you for the people around you and you know as soon as you try to monetize that or try to create a you know a kind of deficit for someone else you well, know what i mean you, like yeah you're no you, longer doing it for the right reasons yeah so and to you're, speak and you're creating a, a, a unbalance yeah. right because you're, you're getting more than you need or you're you know putting pressure and stuff and um but anyway why yeah. i fucking hate youtubers right <laughs> <laughs> like that that whole that whole it's all about me it's all about me it's all about me but then in order to sell that mm -hmm. they have to basically lie as in oh it's not about me it's just I'm yeah it's kind of yeah no mm -hmm. you're not you work very hard to curate that image mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whereas if you actually were just you know doing it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you wouldn't have time to tell people about why you're doing it <laughs> yeah yeah you just do it and then you'd be done and you'd yeah. get on with your fucking yeah. life <laughs> yeah man but yeah man i think you know i think that was really you know commendable um something i wanted to do but you know i, I just no, I, I didn't again the, again it was yeah. it was just luck again yeah. it's all just luck i was an alt with alt mm -hmm. riches mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. alt time mm -hmm. when the kumamoto earthquake happened i couldn't do shit when mm -hmm. um the uh, the flooding in Nagano, which actually affected people who I know personally, mm -hmm. my extended family, mm -hmm. I couldn't do shit mm -hmm. because I don't have the free time. Yeah, and I don't have the extra cash to do that mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah, to go yeah and do it yeah. But you know, um, I I wanted to, for what it's yeah. worth. I did want to go and help. Yeah, man, I remember that man. That was really really cool of you, man. Cause you went like two or three times up there, I think, right? Six. Maybe six. Whoa, fuck, man. Six. <laughs> Holy shit, man. And, and then a few times after that, just to meet friends. Mm -hmm, that's who right. Who made while volunteering. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, man. Well, props, man. Props to you for that. But yeah, dude. Wow. Talking over an hour. Um, and uh, yeah, man. I guess, you know, um, one more question. Yeah. Um, is, uh, you know, I ask all my guests this. Um, so can you speak any of the languages, even a few words other than English? If so, please share. I hope I can speak Japanese because <laughs> if I can't speak Japanese, everything I've been saying to clients up until this point has been <laughs> a bit dodgy, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can speak some Japanese and I used to be able to speak more Afrikaans than I can now. But these mm -hmm. days when I try to speak Afrikaans, Japanese comes out. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. It happens, doesn't it? Yeah. So what do you want me to say? あ、日本語がわかりません。全くわかりません。マジで。日本語はもうもう何もわかんない。えんでアフリカンスエカネダイハフォクトタルプラニ。もうスタッフ。<笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><
Mm-hmm. You can tell from his name that he was a punker, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a punk band back in South Africa, and he's going to start a, a podcast about the South African punk scene. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, so I'll let you know when that's up, and you can find out about the world I was in when I was a kid. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool, man. I love to hear, like, you know, I love hearing bands that were, like, local um, that, you know, I just never would have a, a chance to hear about otherwise. Um, but, yeah, man, thanks, dude. Yeah, like, pl- please share, dude. And, um, yeah, man, I, I wanted to mention, um, we're talking about next time, maybe, but just, like, I remember when I was over your house and you had, like, one of your many, like, uh, parties, man, and I was looking at your computer and you had a shit ton of Bad Religion. I was like, you like Bad Religion? You were like, I love Bad Religion. Then, like, it's I think favorite. that's when we really connected. Oh, no, was... That, was, that was probably when we went from being buddies to friends. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if, someone, if someone loves Bad Religion... <laughs> The head screwed on right because you can't, you can't love. You can say I like it, I like the music because they are ooh ah ooh ah, right? I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they make pretty catchy music, mm-hmm. but you can't love bad religion without having two critical brain cells to rub together. <laughs> it's just not possible. Yeah, I remember. Like, oh shit, man! You had like everything. It's like, dude, I love bad religion. Oh shit, yeah, because um, yeah, man. I was like, oh, awesome, man. Um. Yeah, and like, you know, I, just, I I found out uh, about them through through Chris, and um, yeah, you know, I've, he's like a super fan. Um, you know, I've always just really liked them, but he's like a super fan. Yeah, I remember when yeah. I met him, we, yeah. we chatted a bit about it. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, but all right, man. Yo, thank you so much. Um, yeah, man. I just you know, um, yeah. There's so much more we can talk about, um, and I hope to, to get you back on, especially since we're in the same time zone. So. It's not. You it's know, not we too difficult. we don't we don't need to chat only on the podcast. You know. Yeah, we you should do it in real just real real time. Get a time, few man. beers and yeah, have you pass out on the park bench. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Oh, we yeah, we should do like the drinking stories too, man. Oof. Definitely. <laughs> Oof. Should we really? Not or maybe should not. Should we really? Maybe not. Aren't your students? Aren't your students <laughs> listening to this? <laughs> They're all adults. <laughs> Yeah, but but there's, um, there's drinking stories and then there's our yeah, our stories. stories. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, awesome, man. But yo, dude, thank you so much for doing this, man. Um, you know, uh, yeah, man, and um, you know, just anybody who's listening, check our link all your YouTube uh, content as well as your Instagram stuff. And you have like I love I love your um, Instagram driver portrait uh, portraits, really cool. Um, yeah, man, just every, everything you do is awesome, man. And uh, yeah, dude, thank you for being a hero that I call by their first name, brother. Yeah, thank you for blowing sunshine up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bro. Okay. Hey.